little word of warning that this podcast contains swears and use of explicit sexual language. Therefore, it is not suitable for anyone under the age of 18 or anyone who thinks Uranus and Capricorn is position of the week. Hello all and welcome back to the Smut Drop. This is your weekly roundup to the more eccentric side of sex and relationships from metro.co.uk. I'm Miranda Kane and on this week's show we'll be getting in touch with our spiritual side as I find out what crystals you need to make your desires come true. I'm going to be getting my horoscope read to filth by Hagen Fox and finding out your stories of when the stars collided to give you a big bang if you like what you hear then please rate review or at least subscribe wherever you get your finest of podcasts and i hope you're ready because i'm about to chat about a real gem hello 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 dear listener okay quick question what do you think about crystals Okay, yeah, sure. Super pretty, all very lovely, but can they really bring you love, luck and a long life? You know, all those things you desire. So according to an article on Metro, by carrying, wearing or placing one in the right spot, a charged crystal can make your wishes come true or at the very least give a little bit of a helping hand. So according to Tarot Queen, Kerry King, there are many different types of crystal, obviously, that can give you different things. So I decided to have a look into it. So apparently good health comes from any dark crystal. They can protect you, draw things away from you. It's important to regularly cleanse your darker crystals because they're always working very hard for you acting like little psychic bodyguards and cosmic healers. Creativity and imagination, that comes from a moonstone. That's my stone. It's an intuitive, mystical, feminine presence and will guide your way in meditation and keep you safe on journeys of self-discovery. So this is the crystal to have with you if you work in a creative field or if you're just looking for new ideas and insights. Kerry recommends to sleep with it beneath your pillow to help stimulate and activate all your imagination and creative powers. And remember to write down everything you dream about so it will strengthen that bond with your unconscious self. Now, here's the one you really want to know about. Uh, Carnelian. That's what you want. You want carnelian or any red or pink crystal to help with love and passion. So Carnelian is an ambassador for good sex, (laughs) just like me. Uh, Apparently it helps with the throes of passion and building genuine chemistry and renewed attraction. It can stir the loins and put the love back into a relationship that has started to flag. Kerry says you should pop one underneath your mattress or next to your bedside if you're already together. And if you've drifted apart or if you're yet to get together, wear it as jewellery or tuck it into your clothing when you meet or talk. Oh, just imagine it as a little fiery glow, warming that connection, magnetising you together. Be passionate. Uh, Now, Kerry always says you should charge your crystals. Make sure they've been cleansed and charged in the sun or the moonlight and that you've put your wish into it by holding and breathing your dream into it. 
Okay, look, <laughs> whatever you think of crystals, whatever you think of all of this, uh, basically it's just remembering that this is all about manifesting. We've talked a lot about that on the show. Come on. Uh, so crystals are like having a physical talisman to remind you to work on your dream throughout the day. And for anyone looking for a bit of an extra hand, head to the article How to Use Crystals to Make Your Secret Desires Come True on metro.co.uk. But obviously not before you've listened to my fabulous chat with this week's guest. Ladies and gentlemen, gays and theys. So you might not believe in star signs, but I certainly believe in being a Cancerian. I'm crusty on the outside with a soft and squidgy middle. However, can we find more in astrology and numerology than just personality traits? I'm always up for a bit of fun and magical thinking, so I am delighted to welcome a gifted astrologer who you may have seen on This Morning and Loose Women. He's here to help me see if love really can be real written in the stars. It's Hagen Fox. Hello, Hagen. <laughs> what a beautiful introduction, Miranda. Thank you so much. Hello. Oh, you're more than welcome. How are you? I'm, I'm, well, I'm, I'm about to talk astrology, so I'm, I'm, you know, in clover, as twere. Happy boy. Oh, okay. So I am coming to this quite fresh and new. All I know is basically about my own, my own stuff because as I said I am a Cancerian and I think that's pretty much kind of a personality trait of ours. So No, I, I will tell you, Miranda, where your where that self-orientation comes from doesn't come from the Cancerian. But I'll I'll, I'll come into that. I'll okay. explain where that all derives. You can but if you want me to give you a little backstory as to the origins of my existence on planet Earth. Yes. It might help. Yes, please. Just to have an idea and a flavour. And I'll kind of relate things back to Miranda. So everyone, because we need like like a, a sort of talking point and no one better than your good self. So <laughs> uh, in essence, in a, I'm gonna, it's like a real abridged version. My dad, I, I love him. He taught me everything. And he was in the RAF. He was a cartographer. He loved maps. So when he left the RAF, he discovered astrology, which is maps, and he was full on brilliant astrologer. Now, when I was a young kid, maybe 13, 14, I always loved planets and numbers when I was a child, just room was covered in them. So when I saw my dad with these maps, planets, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, and a bunch of numbers, I'm like, dad, that's rock and roll. What is that? And he said, this is astrology, son. And then he explained it to me for about 30 seconds, and I was done hook, line and sinker. I was in and I've been an astrologer for 40 years. But how I differentiate, Miranda, is that I fuse Western and Chinese astrology. So in my universe, you are a Cancerian, correct, but you're also born in, can I say or should yeah. I not say? No, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. See, Mar Miranda is proud, out loud and proud. Yeah, I'm born in 81. Yes. 81 is the year, the Chinese year of the metal rooster. So in my universe, you are a Cancerian metal rooster. Oh. Now, I will, uh, let me, so in essence, right, when you say it's all about me, it's all about Miranda, it's my podcast, you know, <laughs> screw anyone else who comes on this show, it's about fucking me. And that's, but that, 
that in, in a way is a beautiful thing because it's you being true to yourself. The rooster, bless it, is an absolute charmer. It's charming, it's charismatic, but it's got a big ego and it <laughs> likes to be the star of the show and it likes to be acknowledged for its talent. So when you describe yourself, and if you want to describe yourself as this overbearing, egotistical pod show guru, right? <laughs> it's the it's the rooster, because I can tell you that the nicest star sign in Western astrology is Cancerian. The nicest people on the planet are Cancerian. Cancerian women are beautiful. The men are tricky, but the Cancerian women are really... So you when the way you describe yourself, you're an absolute sweetheart. The Cancer, everything about Cancerian women is beautiful, kind, giving, selfless, maternal, loving, thoughtful, generous, all these wonderful traits. The rooster, on the other hand, is fuck generosity, screw you, I'm not going there, I'm not interested. This is about me, it's about the rooster. Cancerian back in your box. So you can split you right down the middle. You know, on, on one day, you're this sweet, loving character. On another day, this megalomaniacal metal rooster jumps out of the box and says, I'm here to play. So it's really about combining or fusing the two together it gives me a far far greater insight into a character hagen i feel like i've just been roasted to, to shit no, no, no. <laughs> which is fair enough like i'm look here the can the cancerian lady in me is going fine i'll just i'll take it this is absolutely fine but i'm also loving the name cancerian metal rooster and i'm going to take that as my band name oh, uh, but you have also you, oh, bred well me done. to filth you've gotten me you've gotten me <laughs> Roasting was not really my intention, Miranda. Because <laughs> uh, my, 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 but, but we, but, but, but right, we are what we are. Yeah. Like, the, the, the essence of what I do is right. It's like, look, you. Can, no one's perfect. No one's perfect. Like my partner will tell you and anyone else that when I do what I love, I'm, I'm a Trojan. But if I'm asked to do something that I don't want to do, I'm the laziest MF on the planet. Not interested. Because I'm a dragon, which is quite indolent, and I'm a Taurian. So this combination can lead to gross, gross indolence and laziness. And so I, you know, I have to fight it. But I'm able to fight it because I know who I am. Mm. And so when I semi-roast semi you, in a way what I'm saying is, Miranda, sometimes when the self-interested megalomania kicks in you can laugh at yourself and go okay rooster back in the box yeah let's unleash the loving cancerian it's about understanding who we are and just working with it and understanding who's in play on on any given day and also it allows me to provide you with your perfect match who you're compatible with who you're not compatible with it opens up a, a, just an ocean of options for me it's 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 a beautiful universe, but also for everyone else, because I know everyone's perfect match on the in the on the entire planet. I know every single person's perfect match. It's the coolest thing. Yeah, the coolest thing. But doesn't it also? Uh, I mean, is it a power that you could? <laughs> with great power comes great responsibility. Because if you're if you know someone's star sign and their their Chinese uh, year of birth, their the year of birth and their Chinese yeah. sign. Yeah. Is that something you can use as an insight into someone straight away? So it's like, for instance, you can see, you know, you're like, well, she's Cancerian, but she's on, she's also full metal rooster. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> then you, you're like, oh, how do I deal with this person? And, you, you know, well, no, but Miranda, 
it's 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 fun, right? But you and I are okay, right? Because you're a Cancer and Metal Rooster, I'm a Taurian Wood Dragon. That's very, very compatible, right? That's an easy dynamic. Uh, you and I were around about uh, roughly 65, 70% compatible. That's okay. rock and roll. Anything above 60% is really, really good. Ah. But where it where it's very helpful is if I'm in a room and say a Scorpio born in 1970 walks in a room, male or female, that is my absolute nemesis right there. It's not that I don't like them. It's just I don't get their energy. The dynamic is, it's kind of immediately thwarted. It's stilted. It's difficult. It's just, and it's, this is why I love doing what I do because I can sit around a dinner table as well and I can just listen to people chat and there'll be so many characters. They're holding court the whole day but you can sense that there's a nervousness to them and so at the end of the dinner i'll ask them curiosity when's your date of birth and they'll tell me and i'd say nine times out of ten they're the most sensitive insecure characters around that table but they're just hiding behind that veneer with all this you know you know bluff and thunder and and just like holding court i don't want you to find out how insecure and sensitive and weak i am for example and it's a, and so that knowledge that i have gives me an immediate insight i know nothing until i get that date of birth the moment i have that date of birth i'm like bam got it okay and it's it's so it's it you can and as you say it is a kind of power but i'm a dragon and dragons are sweet simple souls i mean they're revered in china but they're not revered anywhere else but uh, uh it, it's it's when you have i wouldn't say a power but a knowledge accrued over 40 years you can use it in a, in a most nefarious fashion if you so desire you know there's that great book written by malcolm gladwell the tipping point it's a wonderful wonderful book i'm sure you've read it and it's about a 10,000 hour theory is that you've you've got to get past 10,000 hours on one particular topic. Once you get past that, everything becomes beautifully innate. I'm way past that, because I'm nearly 90, so I'm way past 10,000 hours. But it's it's a beautiful place to be when you study something for so, so long. You accrue the knowledge, it becomes innate. And then to use it in a benefic way, uh, it is, that's, the pow that's a powerful thing. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. And this is what we, we really want to talk to you about because we're very much about people finding each other. We love love. We love relationships. We love sex. We love all of that. We love people coming together uh, and meeting each other. <laughs> and so is there is is love written in the stars? Can we can we use it to find compatibility? <laughs> Miranda, well, uh, yes. I mean, the term written in the stars, of course, is one of those, yeah, it's, I, in a way, astrology is just, it struggles with itself because it's, it is derided by almost everyone, thanks to, you know, the beautiful mystic Megan and various other characters, right? But if you understood that, in essence, uh, astrology is just, it's numbers, right? No one knows what astrology is. If you ask anyone around a dinner table, what's astrology measured in? No one ever knows, right? But it's measured in degrees. It's measured in degrees and minutes. And it's pure mathematics astrology. It's pure, undiluted mathematics, which, which is why I love it. And so chemistry right, can be defined 
can absolutely be defined because people say love, right? But then there's love, there's lust, which I've listened to a few of these podcasts. <laughs> lust is, is like, it's sort of it's a, a perennial theme in your podcast, Miranda. Lust, love, sex, you just, you name it. I, I, I thought I'll just do a little research on this show and see what I've got myself into. I'm like, okay, got it. We are looking up at the gutter. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I so it's, I wouldn't say written in the stars, but it can be defined as in just as an example. Okay, as an example, okay. you're you're a Cancerian born in 1981. Now I don't know whether you prefer men, whether you prefer women, whether you prefer bi. I don't know what your preference is, right? But if you told me, I will be able to tell you exactly who your number one most compatible match on okay. the planet is. Um, what's your what's I'll your preference? I'll go for a man. Miranda? I'll go for I'll go for a bit of D please a little a little bit of d and, I, and even i as an old innocent prude will understand <laughs> where that's coming <laughs> so so from a d perspective right, would you like to go older or younger i think i'll go older after i've talked to you i'm gonna go older i'm gonna go if you're nearly 90 hagen <laughs> i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna go for it i'm gonna go for a silver fox please you're so sweet <laughs> Uh, uh, well, I, all right, I'm, well, I'm going to recommend someone that is, is older okay. and younger than me. <laughs> At least younger than me. Even, however compatible we are, Miranda, really, I just, I'm past my peak, <laughs> believe me. Way, way, way past my peak. So for you, if you wanted to get older and you really wanted to meet somebody who was 100% compatible with you, there are four combinations. So let me first explain. In my system, there are 1,440 characters. 1,000. So it's like it's 12 star signs, 12 animal star signs, and five Chinese elements, which is 720. 12 times 12 times five. And then you've got to differentiate between male and female, per se. So that creates 1,440 characters. That, Miranda, is over 2 million one to one dynamics. And that is why it's so difficult to find your true soulmate. Because people don't know. They're like, okay, I've got a choice of over two billion. Great, but which one's my soulmate? This is where I come in. Because I'm gonna, I, I'm coming here now. I'm going to say, well, I'm going to give you the four characters that are 100% compatible with you. So the year you need to be looking at is 1973. So every single man you meet born in 1973, before you've even uttered a single word, they will look at you and think, I would like some of that. Thank you very much. And you don't even have to say anything. Energy. It's energy, Miranda. Your energy is like a magnet to every D-boy <laughs> born in 1973. Every single one. Then, so that, so you're thinking, great, 73 is good. But then I'm going to narrow the field down even more for you. Because there are two the other water star signs in Western astrology, which is Pisces and Scorpio. So you're very compatible with, with Pisces and Scorpio born in 73. But there is also in, astro in Western astrology two secret soulmates. And they're the star sign that are either side of your opposite star sign. You're a Cancerian. Your opposite star sign is Capricorn. So the two star signs, either side of Capricorn, which is Aquarius and Sagittarius. Sagittarians, Aquarians, uh, Scorpios and Pisces born in 1973. 100% compatible with you. So really all you have to do is put just like emblazon your entire podcast with all boys, <laughs> these four star signs, born in 1973. Here is my fucking phone number. Call it, please. <laughs> and you can find that in the show notes. <laughs> I mean, really, it, it, it sounds simple, right? 
those all those boys and there's lots of them you know you just uh, just imagine how many men are born in 1973 i mean it's just like and the beauty is about energy it's about those but you will be attracted to, equally attracted to them as they will be attracted to you it's just it's um, you know miranda everyone who's listening to your show will know you walk into a room and you and you see someone you say nothing you are drawn to me like i I need to find out. I'm drawn to this character. And you don't know why. It's invisible energy and love and lust and chemistry. To answer your question in a very, very protracted fashion, it can be defined, but it's invisible. It's invisible. Now, I'm able to put statistics or numbers or figures to that invisible energy. So you would say to me, Jesus, Hagen, I met this guy. Blew my mind. I couldn't get enough of him. Just like I, I, everything about him, he left with someone else, asshole. But I still thought he was absolutely fantastic. For as example of a conversation, you would say to me, "But I did manage to get his date of birth. His date of birth was." And I would then turn around to you and say, "I will tell you why you were drawn to that character. It's because you're eighty percent based on his date of birth. Eighty percent, ninety percent. It was just his invisible energy. Uh, energy just draws us in because you got the physical." Right, which is which is we we all understand the physical, but the moment we get to know the the character, the real character, we're disappointed. Well, like God, I could spend all day in bed with you, but if I have to spend another three minutes with you per se, I will implode. You're an awful character, as much as I find you attractive. So it's it, you know the thing about relationships, it's complex. Over over two million one to one dynamics. You deal, and what I say to people is like, you deal with the, the physical, right? You tell me who you fancy, who you find attractive. And then you come, you report back to me, if you like, hand me their date of birth. And I, I will then whittle it down and say, well, out of the 10 you've given me, eight or a write-off, one potential, but the one you should be hunting down is that one there. It's great fun. It's great fun. And it's a beautiful thing to do. It sounds so much fun and, and really, because I have, I do always have a lot of fun. Like one of my friends, uh, well, my, my hairdresser, Josh, if you're listening, hello, Josh. We always have this chat. We <laughs> always do this because we always go through, well, who has he been dating? Who have I been dating? And, um, and we work more on the Western one. So, so he's always like, well, you're a Cancerian with Sagittarius rising. So you're the funnest person in the room, but you're a real pain in the ass about it. And up until I met you, Hagen, that really summed me up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now you know, you now you know he's referring to the metal rooster when he's talking about the pain in the ass. Yes. So I love roosters they're, because they're charming, they're charismatic. It's a lot of me, me, me. The thing about the rooster, here's, here's a real Achilles heel of the rooster per se, is they get very frustrated when they're not acknowledged for their endeavor it just irritates them they just want to be they want someone to say miranda well done well bloody done it's a rooster thing yeah. if you work your socks off and you get nothing from anyone many of the other chinese animals would be like so be it it's okay don't need it. the rooster is like don't leave the building turn around come back here look me in the eyes and tell me how bloody fantastic I am. I want to know. The rooster wants to be told that it's great. Okay, now you can leave the building. It's a, it's a real Achilles. Every animal has an Achilles heel. That's the roosters. Hey, can you make a better dominatrix than I did? That is... <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but yeah, the, the irony of that statement, I have a Virgo moon. I'm the, I am the great... I literally am the greatest prude on the planet. <laughs> have you... Have, 
Is there like ones that that people should avoid? Is there like a blanket kind of, oh, well, if someone's a, a Sagittarius and they're a, a monkey, then no, stay away. Are there anyone like that? Or is or does everyone always have a compatible sign? Everyone has their compatible signs, but you're absolutely right. It's a great question, Miranda, because each of us, every animal has two nemeses. And yours, are, one is the dog. And the other one is the hare. So anyone born in the year of the dog or the year of the hare, they, the, the rooster on site will be like, no, absolutely not happening. It's the energy of these two animals. My, I, I have two nemeses. Everyone has two nemeses. Just an example, near you, near your year, for example, you're born in 1981. And the year of the, uh, 19, uh, 1982, for example, is the year of the dog. And that is a nemesis. So anyone you meet who's born in 82, that's not going to work for you. And then and then if you go the other way, anyone born in 1975, that is an absolute nightmare. Six years apart, six years older or younger is, a, is an individual's absolute nemesis, whatever the star sign. It's the energy. It's like, I just don't like their energy. This is so this is so interesting anyway. Like, I think even from a, if you come from a sceptical point of view, I... You know, I think there's there's definitely something in there because people can just absolutely butt head with people, other people, and you're like, I don't know why, I don't know why, and it's, you know, I think there is sort of a little bit it, to it. I I quite enjoy it as a fun thing. Miranda, it, I have got, I love a cynic, Miranda. Really, the, it, the these you have to, there has to be somebody who. Well, hold on a second, how does that work? And how does that work? I'm I, I'm constantly. Uh, hammered by scientists not hammered but if i go to a dinner party a scientist will go away it's just it's just it's just nonsense Hagen. it's just utter nonsense i've got no issue with that at all and i but yeah i normally i'll just say to them well what what is it measured in and they won't they won't know and i'm like well look yeah if you before you deride something before you dismiss something before you assassinate something whatever the topic you've got to at least you due diligence, do some research, understand at least what it is you're criticising or dismissing. That will be my only uh, only issue with anyone. But the people who do love it have been your A-list celebrity clients. Let's just, let's just drop a few little name bombs. It's Simon Cowell, Jude Law, Richard E. Grant, Daniel Craig. Oh, he's a sweetheart. He's a God. sweetheart. Do you ever get surprised by someone's um, birthday? Like, has there ever been a time where uh, you thought you figured someone out and then you got their birthday and you're like, oh, that's completely different to what I thought we'd be enemies or I thought we'd be friends. Has, there, has anyone ever surprised you? Well, I did, what, I think it was back in 2003, I did the Edinburgh Festival, the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. And I had a one-man show, it was a one-man astrology show. And I I came out, uh, you know, doing a little bit of a fandango, and I, and I never know what I'm going to get in, in, you know, what the Edinburgh Festival is like. You just mm. never know what you're going to get. So I said, uh, would anyone like, uh, does anyone have a question? And there was this woman in the front row and she put up her hand. And so she gave me her date of birth. I then proceeded to describe her. Right? This is right at the beginning of the show. I've got like another 59 minutes to go. So I, so I described her and she just sat there and went, well, that's nothing like me. So I then stood there thinking, well, thank you very fucking much. I've got 59 minutes left and I've got to somehow salvage this show. The thing was, this lady, when she gave me a date of birth, she looked a lot older. 
So I said, look, I'm going to let me, I'm gonna, allow me to ask you a question. So I asked her a question. I said, have you had a hard life? Not want, not in no way wanting to be offensive or anything, but it was clear she'd had a hard life. right? So then she proceeded to describe in this comedic astrology show, uh, a, a God awful life. So I said, look, the reason I'm happy you told me that story and I, and let me try and explain it this way, which is the person you described to me is a character, if you like, born of circumstance, born of these last 20, 25 years of what is a dreadful story, tough, hard, right? But this is what ha life does this to us. It, it creates a character. And I, I then said to her, look, the character that I described to you, that, that's who you are. But we, every one of us loses sight of who we are by life. Life just grinds us down, gets the better of us. And this lady was a, 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 an example. And she, she'd asked me, she said, what's my, the question was, yeah, I said, who's looking for their soulmate for the perfect match? And so she put her hand up and gave me the date of birth. So I, I then, I ended up by saying, so look, here's the key. This is who you are. If you understand this is who you are, try and revert back, just get, rediscover yourself and then look for people born in these years they will love you for that character, not the one that's sitting here before us. They'll love you for that character. So that was probably my most extreme example, and not least because I have 59 minutes on my standard there thinking, I'm fucked. I'm fucking fucked on 59 minutes there. <laughs> but it's like, but ultimately, ultimately, by saying, I just thought, no, just tell it like it is. I just thought, just tell it like it is. This isn't who you are. This is circumstance. This is who you are. But yeah, I absolutely caught me short. She caught me, but I, very rare. I mean, it's so rare. And normally when people say, well, it's a bit like me, I will then say to them, and this is nine times, nearly 10 times out of 10, I will say, did you have a difficult upbringing or a difficult childhood? Nine times out of 10, they'll say, oh, I did. And I say, well, this is why you don't recognize yourself, because this, you know, again, it's circumstance. It defines you. It shouldn't, but it defines you. But it's very rare because most of us, thankfully, have a beautiful upbringing. It's wayward. It's mad. But for the most part, we sort of stumble through to adulthood and we kind of <laughs> you know, vaguely, vaguely function. <laughs> fake it till we make it. Yeah, fake yeah. it till we make it. Big time, big time. <laughs> I am so enjoying this. I am honestly, I'm loving this. And I I really just, I want to get all my friends. I want to find out what their details are. But I will let you go. But please, please, if people want to find out more, if they want to get cons consultation, if how can people find you? Thank you, Marilyn. Yeah, no, they do, if they just go to Hagen Fox Instagram page, Hagen Fox Astrology. So it's Instagram and it's Hagen Fox Astrology and all the details you need will be there. And yes, it's if you, I mean, it applies to anything. If you want to you know, relocate, change jobs, find your soulmate, anything, anything. And, and timing. This is the other thing. The last thing I should mention is timing and big decision making is inextricably linked. And that's connected to astrology. So when you make big decisions, you need to know if you're in a good year or a, a lucky year or, an, or an, uh, an unlucky year. Because the Chinese are correct because they say chance is just chance, but luck can be determined. And it can be via numerology. And for example, the best years you want to be in is a three or five or a six year. But it's based on your date of birth. It's quite complex. But it's things like this. You know, when you, If you're relocating from to the United Kingdom to Australia, for example, you you that's an enormous life-changing decision you cannot make that decision in the wrong year the wrong week the wrong month the wrong day so there's there's so many 
elements of life that are so invisibly impacted by the decisions you make, the energy, the dynamic between two people is invisible. The, the, the decision, every time you make a decision, it kind of creates its own natal chart and it can be very lucky or very unlucky. And then you add on into that, whether you're in a lucky or unlucky numerological year. What I do this morning, I have somebody ring up and say, okay, Hagen, I want to relocate to Australia. And I will say, we're in 2023, you can't go into 2025. And bless most people, they'll go, cool, happy to know, thank you. I'd rather know that than make a decision and regret it for the rest of my life. I'm like, you can take, you can go, and I say, you can go in these three months. Yeah, these are your luckiest months. If you're going to pack suitcase, get on the plane or whatever it is. Sometimes, you're, you know, this, you're not destined to have any good fortune for your first 50 years. But the, the second Mary Wesley, the author, is a good example, wrote her first bit when she was 58. There are countless examples of people that achieve great success later in life and people that have great success when they're younger and they're destitute by the time they hit their 49th birthday. It's, there's so much in... In, particularly in numerology when it comes to luck and decision making as well there's 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 a, there's a lot out there there does seem to be a lot would you ever get worried that someone would use the knowledge and make an ai or because we're living in ai world now so I, well, because it is all numbers it seems like something that someone could just you know make a little program and poof there it is what would be yeah let's take a step back we live in the in 2012 in in uh December 21, 2012, the, uh, when the uh, Mayan calendar ended and the world was meant to end, but it didn't end, right? What that actually was <laughs> was the end of the age of Pisces and the beginning of the age of Aquarius. And that age is a 200-year age because the Mayan calendar is a 2,400-year calendar. That So we entered, we're only 10 years, we're coming into 11th year of a 200-year phase of the age of Aquarius. We will all live and die in the age of Aquarius. It's a 200-year cycle. The thing about Aquarius is you have to understand which planet up there, which is more powerful than anything that happens down here, rules Aquarius. The answer is Uranus. Then you say, okay, what does Uranus that's going to drive the next 200 years? What is it? What's What does it primarily drive? And it's three things. Innovation, technology, and humanitarianism, that's what it drives. So I would say, if you have AI that is innovative, technologically driven, which obviously AI is, but it's used, used and utilized in a humanitarian fashion, it is a force for good, no question. It's a beautiful thing. And the wonderful thing about leaving the age of Aquarius is it's all about humanitarianism. It's all about the collective. And so where people will be going quietly thinking the world's about to end because we're going to be we're just going to morph into a bunch of ais this is not gonna this shouldn't i should say be the case i, I i'm not the i'm not the font of all knowledge but the uranus if you understand uranus i mean uranus has 50 moons right earth has one moon uranus has 50 moons the magnitude of these planets up there and then it's it, they're in the energy it generates and the power it has is is just earth is nothing by comparison right so if you understand urine is, dri is driving everything and it is in essence humanitarian but it loves change and this is the key to existing on planet earth got to embrace change don't view it as dystopia knocking on the door it's just uranus going no run with me run with it AI is AI is change. People don't like change. People want their own little space. 
But I just mean for you personally, like for you or your system, because your system is number based, which means that someone might say, oh, right, well, we could, if it's numbers, we can make a, our own system out of it. I mean, personally, I don't think anyone could replace you anyway. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much for chatting to me today, Hagen. I'm so sorry. Like I said, I could chat to you all night long. <laughs> um, but I am so happy that people can come and get a consultation from you. I'm going to send all my friends your way. Oh, you're, very, you're so sweet. Now, really, it's been a, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, it, it probably wasn't um, sexually... Sex, uh, sex, so, like, let, let, I should finish by saying... I want to finish by saying one thing. I've got to get some kind of sexual element into it because I listen to all your shows. Fantastic. The sexiest women, right? The sexiest women on the planet. Yeah. The hottest. When you get behind closed doors, when you get under those sheets, wherever it is you are, right? Scorpio women. Hot as hell. Hot as hell. It's a, this is a big tick and a nod to all Scorpio women. You never know it because when you meet them, that is silent, siren, they give nothing away. They are unleashed in the boudoir. That's why, that's my little sexual nod to uh, Scorpio. And I would say that Taurus men, which is the opposite of uh, Scorpio in, in astrology, ha have the same uh, impact just because they're strong. I mean, many people out there listening going, you're kidding me. My Taurus man is the most boring, bland, banal character on the planet. But if you get a good Taurian, they, with a, with a free spirit, I should say, like born in the right Chinese uh, year. when Because Taurians have such sensual sexuality within their loins. It's just that they can be so straight-laced. So in the right Chinese year, Taurian men are, are also hot to trot along with Scorpio girls, just to get a little bit of a, a sexual angle into your wondrous shows. <laughs> that's, my, that's, my, that's, my denou, that's my denouement. <laughs> I'm so pleased you mentioned it. I was like, oh, I do want to ask, but is it just too much gutter sniping? And it wasn't. No. So I'm so glad you said it. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us on the Smart Trump. Oh. more than a pleasure. I have once again delved into the fun bags. This week, I put a shout out on my Instagram stories for your tales of when fate has stepped in to make your love and sex lives get a little extra juice. So Kelly, she said, uh, I met a man when we both went for the same suitcase on the luggage belt. The weird thing was, even though we both had the same design, neither of them had been the one we'd ordered. Sadly, neither the suitcase or the man lasted until the next holiday. But what a twist of fate! Oh! <laughs> Ooh! Yeah, if they hadn't been the suitcase that neither of you ordered, but it's the one you got... Oh, sad it didn't last, though, but still. Hope it was a lovely bit of dick in the meantime. Megan, she emailed and she said, my friend had a tarot card reader at her birthday party. Oh, I love those. I love it when someone's got a tarot reader. Yes. Uh, and Megan says that she said all of the cards said that I need to put myself out there. They said I needed to do it for my job, for my love life, for everything. I've been single forever, so I was ready to ignore it all. And I went to the bar to get a drink and a guy sidled up to me and nodded to the booth. What did she tell you? He said, oh, I need to put myself forward to get more of what I want. 
And then he asked me, well, what do you want? Maybe it was the wine. Maybe it was the tarot cards. But I said, your number. Oh, that's smooth, me. <laughs> well, what do you want? Your number. Yes. He gave it to me and we've just celebrated our first anniversary. I'm not sure about fate, but I definitely wouldn't have been quite so bold if I hadn't just had a pep talk. <laughs> a pep talk. That was more like a bollocking. If I hadn't have had a pep talk from a tarot deck. <laughs> oh, I love that. Look, fate works in many mysterious and different ways. Sometimes it just gives you a bit of a confidence boost. I love that. So next week, we are going to be talking to James Mattingly about men's work. Have you heard of this? Okay, this isn't a DIY advert. Don't worry. So men's work is like, it's like women's circles, but for men. Yeah, I'm just as intrigued. So I want to hear what has been the most weirdest, most wonderful piece of self-improvement that you have done. Have you tried to find yourself but got a bit lost along the way? Do tell me all. Extra points if you landed in a cult. I love that bit. Uh, you can find me on Instagram as Miri Kane, M-I-R-I-K-A-N-E, or you can slide into my DMs or email smutdrop at metro.co.uk. I've been Miranda Kane. Smutdrop was produced by Pineapple Audio Production for metro.co.uk. If you are enjoying this weekly reading from the cards, then please leave me a nice review. And in the meantime, I'm going to be back to prick up your ears next week. And remember, don't do anything I wouldn't do. But if you do, then name it after me. 